0: All right, everybody, welcome back into the studio here at Phoenix 1 for the Fresh Takes Podcast with Russo and Felice. Big shout out to Jim Senecropi and Kevin Korzeneski for warming up for us earlier on during the basketball broadcast. I am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, man, myth. Uh, he is now in a panic as I'm about to throw it to him, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing? What's going on, Paul? This is a bold strategy, not going to lie.
1: It's another installment of the Fresh Takes Podcast. I'm your host. Oh, wait, you already did that part. Uh, I'm Nick. This is Paul. This is awkwardness. This is the Fresh Takes Podcast. Paul, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked Nick because we have a full slate to get to. Obviously, the playoffs of both NFL and, I mean, technically college football. (laughs) We'll obviously touch on the Astros and the fallout going on there that continued into this evening. Nick will provide an Australian Open preview.
1: Good thing I brought my tennis
0: racket. And ball.
1: (laughs) It's actually not even my racket. My sister's.
0: (laughs) And not even my ball. But But I'm here. your, Your sister's ball?
1: Yep. My sister's ball.
0: Interesting. And uh, we'll discuss uh, some a little high school hoops action, as well at the end. Uh, Nick, uh, before we uh, move any further on, I forgot what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you something important.
1: <laughs> no, Paul, my birthday not until April.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, now I remember. The trash plate has made national news. What's trash plate? You remember, gar well trash garbage plate? Yeah. Jim Jim Gaff. Well, you know you know of Jim Gaffigan, obviously. Yes. Okay. He had a he had a stop on his stand up tour in Rochester over the weekend. I saw he was on the news. I didn't yep. hear. About he it. went to ta- Nick Tahoe's, the OG, uh, OG place establishment. So Is that where they started the garbage. That's the ale- I'll, I'll call it the alleged first place of the trash plate. All right. What uh, your ideal trash plate, I had one Friday night after our broadcast. Yep, what's your ideal go to trash plate?
1: Well, what was the story? Jim, he just had one, he had us for
0: the first time, and you know, talked about it on Conan last night, apparently. So, oh, really?
1: but um, ideal, yeah, go to, what's your order? Cause there's four options, right?
0: Well, te- are you talking like meat wise or base wise?
1: I think base wise, okay.
0: Well, yeah, I got four technically. Yeah,
1: haven't had a garbage plate mm-hmm. in a while since Joe's Hot's was mm-hmm. a thing, but I love the cheeseburger one, the bacon cheeseburger, put the bacon and the cheese on it. And it's typically,
0: love, what bacon cheeseburgers are.
1: And I love a mac salad and a home fries all right. with ketchup, mustard, all the barbecue sauce, all of it on it.
0: All right,
1: that's my. That's my. I go-to. go.
0: I go mac salad. I go mac salad, home fries slash French fry whichever yeah i mean if it's, it's pretty one if the i same. only get to
1: choose two I choose max salad yeah. but if I, sometimes i will go home fries and french fries but mac salad gives it to a taste mm-hmm. different taste
0: uh i i go either or but you know back in its day chicken fingers okay chicken fingers and That's then what? i go i go meat sauce, i go i go the meat slash hot sauce depending on where you go uh what they call it mustard onions ketchup so, you making me hungry. I know.
1: Not baked beans though. I
0: I I could mess around with baked beans if I'm feeling frisky, but usually not.
1: Not my go-to. I like no. baked beans. Not my, not my first trash plate, no.
0: All right. Let's get into it. Nick, um we we did uh well, we didn't end up watching any games together this weekend. We had a we had a tournament at at, at the rec center that I was working at and uh so and if you
1: forget people, Paul works at the Seneca Falls Rec Center.
0: Did we tell them?
1: I don't think we ever really did. But backstory on Paul, he works at the Seneca Falls Rec Center. I'm not sure what his
0: role is. Uh, a recreation leader. Okay. It is what my title is. Okay. But there's your backstory on Paul. Paul, continue your story. So uh, I, I don't know if any of the games technically felt as close as – Maybe the one led on to be, <laughs> uh, but um, it certainly didn't feel like any of the games were close. Um, I liked it the kind of in all honesty I was surprised by all the out, uh, all except one. I didn't. I kind of figured the Chiefs would win. Um, took them on the money line because I wasn't sure they were going to cover ten and a half, but uh, they they covered three times that over. Um, but I'm surprised by every result. Uh, I really am. Did not anticipate, really, especially the Ravens or the Seahawks to go down. But that's uh, that's playoff football on the gridiron. I tell you what. Especially this year, already, you can kind of tell. Maybe expect a little bit of the unexpected. So, Nick, your prediction last week, the Titans, Super Bowl champions, still holding on to that even though they have to go to Arrowhead?
1: I am, Paul. The way Derrick Henry has been running, the way Tannehill has not been playing bad, leads me to believe. Believe in something that's happened over and over and over again. And that is Andy Reid not winning big games. And I think that's what's going to happen again on Sunday. We've seen the Colts. Get deflated out of the AFC title game.
0: You could. You got over there.
1: <laughs> deflated. We've seen the Jaguars choke in the AFC title game. We may never see the Houston Texans in the AFC title game. The AFC South now has the Titans in the AFC title game. Sure, it leads me to believe that the AFC South will choke again in the championship game of the American American football conference but I think the Titans are going to shock the world they're going to beat the Chiefs and Arrowhead, Andy Reid's going to lose another close game the Titans, I told you we watched Super Bowl 54 last Saturday Titans are winning the Super Bowl so they're going to win this game Derrick Henry's can't be stopped it's going to be a great game though But I got the Titans winning this game.
0: Jumping ahead a little bit there.
1: (laughs) I am, Paul. They've won the Super Bowl. Why are they still playing? But it's going to be a great game. Pat Mahomes still a stud. Andy
0: Reid not going to get it done. Nice voice crack. (laughs) Thank you. Um. Yeah. Um. Derrick Henry. I think has officially solidified being top five fantasy overall draft pick next year. 100%. Um, that dude is seriously an animal. Um, for those of you that didn't know, there are five Heisman trophy winners in that game uh, in the Titans and Ravens. RG3 for the Ravens, Mark Ingram for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. For the Titans, you had Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry.
1: Well, remember Scott Hansen on the NFL Red Zone? Yes. That dude was losing his shit when he saw Three Heisman in the same backfield for the Ravens.
0: Well, for whatever reason, didn't want to cue to you, Nick. I don't know what happened there. But that,
1: I don't know if you remember, he was absolutely insane by that stat. When not going to lie,
0: my my Stock Hansen stock has gone down. Yes, not a red zone fan. If you think I like red zone, but he just did a terrible job this year.
1: Don't. I like the red zone, but as a fantasy guy, it's not for me. I've That's like what it's made eight for. games at once. I'm going to a bar. I know I'm hungover on Sundays. I know I'm every time. To get okay, out of the you den. Want,
0: hold on, not the off-traffic folks, but we. I need to pause it right there, right now, because every time I ask Nick to go to me with me to like Lago, we didn't do it this year, but last year. Every time I asked him, hey, let's go to Del Lago to watch all the games because they had all the games on. Nick, nah, I just want to sit and watch Red I know, Zone. I told you. No, you did You said no I'm calling you out on this one I was too hungover He's backing up Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Excuses I need to drink more on Fridays
1: Oh my god get up on Sundays And go to a bar Instead of watching the stupid red zone Because sometimes I don't care about the Broncos-Bills game Alright, I'm sorry I don't have Josh Allen But all I hear are excuses I don't have the Broncos defense I don't care about that game Uh, Not a red zone guy
0: Not a red zone guy. I, I that tennis racket fall at the beginning really left you flustered.
1: Listen, who's got the racket here? So you, I, you shut your mouth. Please
0: be careful around the technology. <laughs> I think we got.
1: What are we talking about? We get on the NFC yet? <laughs> sure, fire away, Nick. Start off,
0: start off with start off for us.
1: I'm even up, though we really didn't touch on the Chiefs. I'm up the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs—they're good. I'll get some, I'm high in the Packers. I know you're not. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, the Chiefs—they're a good team. They're lucky the Patriots aren't around. They're lucky the Ravens aren't around. But they have the Titans. I don't know. I'm not that impressed. I mean, this is still a Chiefs team that was down 24 nothing after the first quarter. And Paul, did you hear about that Chiefs fan? that left the game after the first quarter. I did. I saw the video. I haven't
0: seen the video, but <laughs> I heard about it. Hey, it Where worked.
1: are you going? It's the first quarter. You paid all he that money jin- for a playoff game. He was jinxing them. A little disappointed Chiefs fan. Booming the team after one quarter. Like, they were hardcore booming them. So I don't have respect for Chief fans right now. I hope you guys lose. Because, fins up, Ryan Tannehill is going to Beat your ass on Sunday. <sighs> I don't I'm just I, I I'm not high on the Chiefs. I don't really care for the Chiefs. I'm a Titans guy. Titans guy now. But the Chiefs are a good team. Still can't really trust that defense. I know they stepped up in the second half, second quarter in that Texans game. I don't know, Paul. What do you think about the Chiefs?
0: <laughs> uh oh, man. that's funny to I'd like I'd like to be with you for the sake of uh For the sake of everything, we got base more baseball news is kind of breaking at this point. Even though it's definitely not like breaking news in theory, um, our show has a knack for that for whatever reason. But we'll get to it because it has to do with the Astros. Um, Yeah, I'd like to be with you for the sake of. I enjoy this the anarchy aspect of it. Whenever my team isn't in the playoffs, Uh, I just don't see it. Though I'll save that portion of it when we get to it. But Chiefs um, finally you're right they finally get over a little bit of this Andy this stigma that Andy Reid kind of has had since especially joining the Chiefs a lot of people try to put that stigma with him even in with the Eagles but I I, I don't think he deserves that I don't think he really deserves that stigma period but um, yeah I think you're going to see a big battle of who which defense can stop? Obviously, the offensive strength between those two, and obviously, Chiefs being able to stop the run, and uh, the Titans being able to stop the air game for the Chiefs. Um, if you're the Texans, I mean, it helps. It helps if you're Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson giving you the a bill of of goodwill. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think the Texans. Need to re reevaluate O'Brien a bit. I don't know if you fire him. Hard to really fire a playoff coach. Um one new game in the playoffs. Uh jumped out to an early lead and then couldn't do anything. Uh, I'd say next year would probably be more of a hot seat year for O'Brien than just basing it off one playoff game. Um Yeah, Nick, you mentioned the Packers. Um gonna be an interesting game they have to go to the west coast um now do you remember who you picked in the super bowl saints patriots i the packers
1: Steelers. yeah and now you have been not high on the green bay packers the entire year they don't have a well they don't have a wide receiver number one
0: i think what helps the 49ers especially is the fact that if, if it was seattle i think they're doomed um third matchups tend to not usually go over well. Uh, I know they split, but uh this would have been a very big revenge game for Seattle given week 6 was it 16? Yeah, week 16's matchup. Um week 17. That Oh uh, yeah, week 17. Yeah. That and the Packers secondary allows for you to have a passing game. Uh, as opposed to the Seahawks secondary, which you have to check yourself a little bit. Um, offensively for the Packers, uh, I don't think people realize this how... Uh, a pedestrian would probably be putting it down a little bit too much, but this hasn't been a great year for Rodgers as much as people tend to probably think it is. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with a solid run game when Adams is healthy and when Williams has been healthy. So, and that should happen. I don't. I don't think either of them are on the injury report uh, at the moment going into this weekend. So, uh, I think that game will probably be the. Not to jump ahead into our predictions and what we're going to do here in a second, but I think that will probably be the closer of the two games. Uh at, and at on least, the lines, I think, are both seven and a half. Yeah, at, at least I. Th- I think at least on at least paper. Seven that game will probably be the closer of the two games you'd have to imagine. Um, again, Packers going to the West Coast, I think, hurts them to a degree. Uh, I think any time the Packers are in the playoffs, Lambo obviously plays probably the biggest home field advantage outside of maybe like a Buffalo uh, in terms of weather, <laughs> obviously. Uh, now, was
1: I, Jimmy Graham, do you think he was short, at the end of that Seahawks-Packers game? Yeah.
0: I think it was short by probably about a, and I I always joke about how the referees say it, but I I think it was close by about like a half yard.
1: Would they have gone for it?
0: If I was Matt Lafleur, Matt Lafleur, I would have gone for it. Only because you you literally kill you you kill the Seahawks right there. Uh, you don't get them. You effectively take it as like a missed field goal, or. I mean, you only would have gained another ten yards if you were to punt it, and you're probably punting it out of the end zone. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I and you killed another. 10. I would have, I would have gone if I, if I was a Packers, I would have gone for it. Yeah. Um Quarterback sneak or halfback dive, something just to make sure you get enough over, and that's that. What about you? You, you asked the question. What about you?
1: At, well, at live, I didn't. I thought he got it. But watching the replays, watching the pictures taken for it, it looks like he's short. But like you said, I agree. I think they would have gone for it. I don't. Th- I think they would have got it. You just don't know. Seattle was still had no timeouts. They had to go down and score. Don't really like the punt before that whole drive started mm-hmm. by Seattle. I know it was fourth and eleven, but
0: I think you still had to have gone for it. That's the way I felt about it on the it. fourth and eleven. Yeah. Whatever it was, that's the game. way I felt about yes. it.
1: Especially the way Russell Wilson. And It sucks. <laughs> the one guy dropped the ball on first down. That's I think right it's a, I it think won. it says more about Blake Turner.
0: I think that game says a lot more about the Seahawks than did Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah. Um, but the Packers, they they had a good first half. Yeah. Propel, propel them and to that's, the win.
0: That's what honestly helped them win. See, like I said, Seattle came back, but it didn't feel like they were ever like in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: But Green Bay's here; they deserve it. San Francisco's here; they deserve it. Should be a good game.
0: Yeah. I multiple good games. Yeah. We've got, so got let's get game. into it. Only two games, so we can provide a little bit of extra commentary about the games uh, if we so choose to. First game, three oh five kickoff on CBS. Titans at the Chiefs. Got the Titans, man. Tie it up. I know it's coming only because it's out of principle and Nick needs to do it. Uh, I'm going Chiefs. Oh, he's not doing it here. Okay.
1: Um, I already, I just made my pick. Uh, I'm not doing my why. You know what why is coming here. <laughs> Come on. Come on, next game.
0: <laughs> you go first. I, yeah, Packers at 49ers. That game's on Fox 640. 640 kickoff. I'm going 49ers.
1: Wow, Paul. Wow. That's like a more accent
0: why right there. Yeah, I, had to, I had to adjust the uh, volume there on you, bud. But uh, wow, Why, Paul. I think that 49er offense is a little bit more uh, well-rounded. I will say, I
1: would have loved the Richard Sherman versus Seattle championship That would have been game. good.
0: But he gets an equally as great matchup given him and Rodgers history. But so. I think
1: uh, your boy, Devontae Adams, is going to show up. Yeah, whatever. I'll play Richard Sherman. I love Jimmy G. Love what they're doing. Love their defense. Love Kirk Cousins. Tough to see him go, but Packers win this ball game. Packers, Titans, Super Bowl prediction. Titans are winning it all. It's over. Ryan <laughs> Tannehill it? not Super Bowl MVP because Derrick Henry big trust. Derrick Henry
0: big trust. <laughs> What the hell does big trust even mean? I don't
1: know. That was funny though.
0: Remember what? While while you know talk about the championship game, I'll probably look it up. Um, you
1: want me to talk about?
0: No, no, no. I'll open it, but when I toss to you, I'm talking about. Okay. LSU first, um, first championship for them in the playoff era. They become the top tiger in the country. I know you're
1: disappointed.
0: Um, not maybe not disappointed. Clemson. You can make a case they won. The only time they were like in the game was the first quarter.
1: You wanted Syracuse to be the last loss for eternity. I did.
0: I did. The part that sucks, too, is the way it sounds. Syracuse opens the season, both for them and Clemson, on the road in Clemson next year. Really? And Clem. Clem- Dabo and Trevor are going to be out for blood that game. Like, you just can tell already. Yeah, it sucks. Like, that game's going to be like 85-3. to 3. But Jim Brown. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Born college player. Of all time. Cuse pride, baby. Um, My dad but, was upset Ernie Davis
1: didn't make the top
0: no. 11. Ernie Davis was 15th. 15th. Yep. So, I, I'd like to agree with you, but Ernie... Yeah, I agree. I don't know about top 11, but Ernie Ernie top 15 is definitely where I'd put him. Where, anyway. Because um, if it wasn't for the racial bias, obviously, like Jim Brown would have been the first black Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a question. Anyway, okay. Back to what we are actually going to talk about. Yeah, uh, LSU, that defense showed up when it needed to. Kind of like the Chiefs in a way. Um, it was
1: an interesting title game. Yeah,
0: it was. I and it's not like LSU's offense really overpowered Clemson's defense in a way. Um, look at the, take a look at the quarter scoring breakdown here. Uh, first quarter tied seven seven. Second quarter, Clemson scored ten. LSU scored twenty one. Third quarter. Clemson scored eight, LSU scored seven. Fourth quarter, Clemson didn't score, LSU got seven. So you think about it, that second quarter obviously is what did Clemson in because other than that, they were right in that game for the most part. Um, at least on paper, if you watch, you definitely could tell that they weren't. <laughs> um Kind of makes you wonder about some draft stock of people on Clemson in a way, but uh, I want to talk about LSU. I bought into them as real players by the end of the year, obviously. I'd say even halfway through the year I bought into them as probably being the best team in the SEC um, it, it, SEC this year a bit. Not topsy V. Alabama was obviously still up there, uh, but I thought Georgia would be there. Um, Georgia didn't even really finish ahead of Florida. Um the SEC is going to be a very interesting conference next year, uh, and I and I expect LSU to be at the top again. Really? Um, well, at least be near the top. I don't know. They have a quarterback? Yeah, their quarterback situations will be interesting to watch as the summer, spring slash summer progresses. So I know
1: that's always been LSU's problem. As yeah. The quarterback.
0: Um, Joe Burrow obviously kind of solved that this year, but he was a one, effectively a one year deal. Um, Bro, if you had any question about drafting Burrow number one, I think that's out the window. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, I will admittedly have to eat my words in a way. I thought that Travis NTN would be the leading rusher and rush all over LSU. He didn't really do that. He had 78 yards. Um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, who I thought wouldn't be able to keep up. Uh, The only thing he didn't do that NTN was able to do was get in the end zone. Uh, But I would take what Edwards Hilaire was able to do. Uh, He dropped a buck ten rushing on the team. Um, So, yeah, you have to give props to LSU. You really do. Uh, I thought Clemson was the better balanced team all year, the more well-rounded team all year. I still think that's the case. Uh, But the better team yesterday won. Uh, That you. This is
1: not... Clemson's still a very good team. Yeah,
0: that you have to for sure admit that the better team yesterday won the game.
1: Yes. Yes, they did. LSU was good. But Clemson's still the number two best team all year.
0: What was I supposed to look up? (laughs) Oh, uh... (laughs) I can't remember. What was our last topic? Just go. Something about football and the NFL. (laughs) I wish we could rewind back. (laughs) But, uh... Uh,
1: LSU played well. They did great, and Clemson. Clemson's still good. They're going to be good next year. They're already the Vegas odds to win it next year. Um, but uh, I don't know LSU though. Next year, we're already talking next year. But if LSU doesn't figure out their quarterback situation, they're going to be like the typical LSU team as usual. LSU's always had talent They just haven't had much talent At the quarterback position Which has hurt them against hurt them, Which has hurt them against Alabama And Georgia In previous years And I think it could hurt But Joe Burrow 60 touchdown passes The dude's legit Ed Orgeron What a voice Ah, uh, Go Tigers Tigers won <laughs> Tigers lost Um, you know, if it's an interesting year of college football, you had some conferences that weren't as good as you thought they were, including like the Big Ten and the Big 12. They just, even the ACC, I mean, you can say all you want about the ACC, how bad they are, but they're actually one of the better conferences, to be honest with you, because of Clemson. And uh, SEC is still the top dogs. I don't know. College football is just down because all the good players go to a lot of the same teams. But you'd like to see it change someday. Get back to the old ways. Get teams like Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas. These teams, get them better. Get them in the hunt. Screw Oklahoma. Get them out of there. Oklahoma in there every year in the mix. I get Clemson, Alabama.
0: Georgia, Oklahoma is the Tennessee Titans of the NCAA. Oh no, they're not because Tennessee is always, win always no, they're always in the mix. <laughs> yes, that, that's true in that
1: way. Not this year. Titans didn't win it at all. I don't know, Paul. You, did you enjoy the college football season? I know in Syracuse, wise it wasn't. The I best. did,
0: I did. It was a fun year. Um, it, 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 it's weird because I did not, and I didn't do like extremely well. Uh, I think I probably lost money technically on it, but it, I think it made it more fun being able to, like, bet on it too. Um, but, it's a fun, yeah, fun year. Obviously, we're entering um, get on the coach's carousel here, get in the player portal, transfer portal carousel here. It's going to be interesting uh, what kind of happens. You got Houston's the Cougars quarterback entering the portal. He's got a year left. Um he smells like an Oklahoma quarterback, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, he's probably the biggest name at the moment, probably going into the portal. will be interesting to kind of see what else gets in, who else goes in. Uh, imagine Syracuse, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Dino's kind of hit the reset button. Uh, I don't know what the record's going to be yet. I don't know what the exact schedule is going to look like. We obviously know what the opponents are.
1: Are you here to make an announcement that you will buy season tickets again next
0: season? Uh, I'll still put it in the to be determined category.
1: When will this announcement be made?
0: Whenever I get the email and decide. How about
1: on the two-year anniversary podcast? Will you make the decision? That would June be too. That'd be
0: too far along to make the decision. I think I need to let them know by April or something like that. Ooh. But um, yeah, I don't uh. I don't know what they expect from the Syracuse team. It's going to be interesting going forward. You're Notre Dame fighting Irish. Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator. I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot to shake things up a little bit. Uh, Not to put too much pressure, but you're not really losing anybody of huge, vast, important player-wise. You get Ian Book with another year under the belt, who I'm a big fan of. So... I think your funny Irish are looking pretty good. They got a pretty decent recruiting class again coming in. Um, Hope so. I think Brian, obviously Brian Kelly outsourcing uh, for offensive coordinator, it seems like he'll give up the reins a little bit there. So uh, for us, I think it's going to be exciting years next year, uh, to varying degrees, if you know what I mean. Um, Syracuse is going to be better. Yeah.
1: Especially DeVito's his second year. I think um,
0: if you want all-too-early prediction, I think you'll pre- – man, I don't know if I want to do this to myself, but I will. I'm I, I think you're going to see Clemson. I think you're going to see Ohio State. I think you're going to see Florida. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I think you're going to see USC in the playoff next year. That is an interesting pick. Oh, right uh, I don't like what I just did to myself.
1: you just say Florida and USC? Yeah, might.
0: Florida's the more believable of the two, but USC's in a really weird spot, interesting spot.
1: <laughs> so you think USC's going to be powerhouse in the powerhouse of the Pac 12 next year? Yeah.
0: Interesting. I'm buying in. Screw it. <laughs> they got funny. they got a good class coming in. We'll see. you we'll well, like Syracuse in the ACC. Probably fourth or fifth.
1: Overall. Yeah. yeah. Not bad, not bad.
0: I think anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Let's do a new topic. Um,
1: we'll see you later, college football at the draft.
0: Yeah. Um. You want to – we'll do the MLB first. So
1: – They dropped the
0: hammer. They did drop the hammer. This is
1: breaking news.
0: So more and more players have kind of – been saying stuff. You had Bellinger say some stuff yesterday. Um, CC Sabathia came out and effectively said the Yankees were cheated of an opportunity for the 2007 World Series. Which, to be fair, looking back on it, yeah, <laughs> they they quite were literally cheated. Um, as a Yankee fan, I wish I could say I could fully agree with them to a degree, but I mean, you, you still have to play between the lines no matter what. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's, let's start from the exact ramifications in the immediate aspect. Um, A.J. Hinch and Lunau are both gone from the organization, the Astros organization fired. Um, they would be missing this whole entire upcoming season no matter what. At the moment, Joe Espada is the interim manager, um, former Yankee clubhouse guy. Should be interesting to see what happens there. there. The former assistant GM, I forget his name, under now, has been effectively banned from the MLB. Um, initially, it was reported for life. He can go for reinstatement at the end of this year. Don't know how well that's going to work for him. He was already under investigation uh, for some tampering stuff, so don't know how well that will work out for him. Um, I will put this under the immediate for the Astros as well Losing $5 million They're getting fined that um, They are going to be in a financial crunch anyway With the free agents they got in the pipeline the next two years Notably next offseason with George Springer uh, You'd imagine he's probably gone now for sure That was the way it kind of sounded anyway But you imagine he's probably gone for sure Future-wise, they lose both first and second round picks in this upcoming 2020 draft and 2021. Those picks, the way it sounds, at least for this year, are going to Baltimore through the comp- compensation lottery. Um they they're like, the worst team? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, also in the immediate, we have to put in Alex Cora, him and the Red Sox about mm, two and a half, three hours ago. Uh, officially announced that they had mutually agreed to part ways. The Red Sox are already under investigation for their sign-stealing techniques. Cora effectively sounds like the mastermind behind at least on the coaching side of it. He is the mastermind behind the Astros sign-stealing. And then there's the Mets who are in an interesting spot. Now the player wasn't named in the investigation but you can deduce it down to Carlos Beltran, the new manager for the Mets. The Mets have yet to meet with Beltran. Oddly enough, at Mets fan fest in 10 days. That is his next public appearance, reportedly. Uh, the Mets are waiting to do anything with him. It's going to be an interesting deal with him because that's all he'll get asked now. Instead of, what are you looking forward to in your first year? your predictions now he'll have to deal with questions about the astros yeah this is gonna be an interesting year um you effectively have one team in the astros who theoretically they should be good still to a degree uh, this is, we obviously we can talk more about that as we get closer to the season with our predictions and stuff like that uh but now all of a sudden you start to discuss the A's and the Rangers probably being the top two teams out West. In the East, it's for sure kind of looks like on paper the Yankees are going to run away with this division. Uh, the Red Sox obviously in their own turmoil, level with their investigation. now. Might not even have
1: Mookie Betts. Now
0: you're without your manager. You haven't named the interim yet, although I'm betting it's Ron Renicki, the Brewers' former manager. At least a start. Apparently Veratech's kind of linked to that. Really? So we'll see there. This is an interesting spot to be as a baseball fan. It tends to only happen in our sport when you think about it. Now, mind you, you have had your scandals with the Patriots, and I get that. But that's secluded to one team. Baseball has now had multiple teams be investigated and get hit with these types of deals, whether it's the Black Sox scandal with the White Sox in 1919 to now with the Astros and obviously the Red Sox too. Now, um, we talked about how great of an off season it was for baseball. Like baseball was back on the map with the way the free agent signings went. Um, this certainly puts a damper on this off season. Um, and it sucks to a degree because as a baseball fan, you don't like it. Uh, As a Yankee fan, I love it, but uh, overall it's, it's a little bit depressing.
1: Huge for Yankee fans, Paul. One, your top competitor in the American league, lost their manager, their GM. Really,
0: to be fair, your top two.
1: And the Yankees stole their best player, best pitcher. And, uh, then your arch rival lost their manager, and they haven't even got their discipline yet. Yeah. But I was talking to my dad about this today. I think the Astros deserve to get hit even more. I think they got a little bit of a slap on the wrist, a little bit. I know we didn't see the Patriots lose their Super Bowls, but I think the Astros should have lost their World Series championship, and I think the Red Sox should lose their World Series championship. You cheated. You cheated in the bad ways. And then it even takes back of what we said, you know, what we thought, Paul, about how bad Clayton Kershaw pitched in the World Series. Now we don't even know if it was even real because they knew what pitch he was going to throw. I
0: didn't be there bad news, but we know Kershaw can't pitch in the postseason. <laughs> he's shown it to get to the World Series. But in the
1: World Series, all of a sudden, he can't pitch. It's because they know what pitch he's throwing. Makes you think. Clayton, you're a good dude, man. You're a good dude, Caden. But uh this this sucks for Astro fans. Obviously, if you didn't let them be playoff eligible or something like that, like the bowl eligible with Penn State. I don't know how many fans that would get to go to the game when they know the team for 162 games is not going to the playoffs. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this, this is tough. Tough to take if you're an Astros fan. But as not an Astros fan, as a fan of a small market team, up yours. Good. Good riddance. I hope they, they kick them out of the league. Get them out of here. <laughs> you cheated. You got caught. Deal with it. Get Beltron, Get them all. I just hope uh, Alex Cora's brother, who's the Pirates' third base coach, doesn't get Joey involved. Joey
0: Cora. I think he's safe.
1: Actually, you know what? I hope he does get involved because he sucks at third base. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's a terrible third base coach. Get him out of here, too. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 good to see Rob Manfred do one right
0: thing. And you could tell, I mean, obviously, it doesn't agree with science. Rob Manfred, from a lawyer background, had the most lawyer statement and in investigation notes ever.
1: <laughs> I didn't hear it, but
0: just read paragraphs of it.
1: <laughs> it it's Cora got out of the, Cora got out of there quick enough. Cause you know he was gonna get it anyway.
0: He still will get hit with something. You know he is. Because mm-hmm. I think technically before they get back into it, Hinch and Luna have to still serve. So you hire them, but I think you're gonna be without them for a year. Although it could be just be for 2020,
1: yes, but uh, it's 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 not good. This is definitely every team should take notes that you should not cheat and do this type of stuff. And it's not saying it's just the Red Sox and the Astros. It could be other teams out there doing this. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. If it is the Orioles, you're doing it wrong.
0: All right Nick I'm gonna keep the camera on you all right the Australian opens underway technically
1: it, it, the qualifying's going on <laughs> this week the draw for the Australian Open so if you don't know what the Australian Open is it's the tennis major slash Grand Slams one of the four it's the first of the year I'll always love it it's in January because I if you don't know me, I am a big golf and tennis fan Golf I watch I follow Mostly all the tournaments Tennis I just follow the grand slams Maybe the Miami Open here and there
0: (laughs) The Cincinnati Open (laughs) Yeah yeah yeah
1: But the tennis, the grand slams I'm, I'm there, I'm watching them all Early shout out To Mike Merriam Former Miners Academy varsity Tennis coach he was also my reading teacher in high school. Whenever t- tennis tournament was going on, I would read for 10 minutes and watch. He had his TV in his room. We'd watch the tennis. Best teacher I ever had. Got into tennis. He got me into tennis. I never played tennis, but my sister played tennis in college. Oneyana, SUNY Oneyana. She was second doubles. Fifth singles for senior year pretty star tennis player. I was there for a last win. I was in the attendance. I did play tennis my eighth grade year. That was bad. We went to Victor, quick story before we get back <laughs> to that. We went to Victor, we only have four kids on the team. One, Joey Saltenberger, shout out, was sick. So we had three kids, we go in a van, we go to Victor, they got 30 kids, 30 kids on the modified team. We played a million matches that day. Bunch of kids Victor. not they had to play each other. Oh, it was bad. We lost every single one. But uh, that's just a quick story. Uh, but back to the Australian Open. Australian Open is on ESPN 2 mostly and ESPN towards the end. Australian Open's weird because it's over in Australia. If you want to watch it live, they do have reruns throughout the day. If you want to watch it live, it's, it starts at 9 o'clock, usually 9 p.m. here on the East Coast. It goes to about 4, 5, 6 a.m. The big match is usually around 3:30 in the morning. It's tough, but I'm usually there. I stay up. Uh, now to the tournament itself. Qualifying's going on this week. The draw gets announced at 6 p.m. Australian time. I forget what time that is here, but uh, it's on Thursday. The draws will get announced. If we look at the, we'll start with the women's. The women's, if you're, and I'm gonna bet at Del Lago Tennis for the first time when this Australian oh. Open starts. I'm gonna do a couple parlays, see what I can do. But if you're Australian Open on the women's side, I'm just gonna talk singles here, doubles, the wheelchairs, the mix, those are good stuff. The wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, they, actually, they have wheelchairs in Australia. The wheelchair brackets, pretty cool. But uh, for the women's singles, Number one seed, Ashley Vardy. Number two seed, Caroline Pazifiga. I don't know how to say her name. Number three, Naomi Osaka. And number four, Simo- Simoma. Help. Help. Girls tennis. If you don't know a lot about girls tennis, there's a lot of upsets in girls tennis. Those four, you'd think they're the favorites. They can get upset. Girls tennis in the Grand Slam is only best of three. So it's a shorter match. Upsets can happen. I do like so. Australian Open is on hard court. By the way, it's called plexicushion.
0: Hmm. It's actually called plexicushion. Really? I did not know that.
1: Fun fact. Usually blue courts. Uh, yep. Australian Open. Out of those top four, I probably put my money on Naomi Asaka. She's a stud. She's she's a young player. She's from Japan. But the number nine seed is where you look at it, Paul, and that is Serena Williams. Serena Williams still without a Grand Slam since she had her kid. I think this year's going to be the year. I don't know if it's going to be the Australian Open. I think it's going to be her year. Look at it, Madison Keys, eleven. Another stud American girl. Uh, she just she always she just, she pulls a couple makes a couple runs, but she seems to always get upset. Going down the list, uh, I forget what, uh, Caroline Wozniacki is calling it quits after the Australian Open, she's number 35. She's unranked going into this tournament, which we presume, draws come out on Thursday, we assume she's gonna be unranked. Davy Lee, fiance? David Lee, former New York Nick legend. His fiance, I think, Caroline Wozniacki is calling it quits. I wouldn't put money on her. Maybe to win one match, if she gets lucky, she could. If she, when she's on rank, she could pair it up with the four. If you don't know how a tennis bracket works, so they have thirty-two ranked. There's 128. They're still trying to figure out the final sixteen in its qualifying this week. There's 128 in the bracket. Thirty-two are ranked, and then they fill in the other non-ranked players, and they could face each other. But for the girls, I. Did, big storyline see how Serena does I think she can make it run over on the men's the top four seeds still Paul still these are the top four seeds number one Rafael Nadal number two Novak
0: Djokovic number three Nicholas Mahout
1: no Roger Federer and number four is Daniel Mendedev Mendedev yes Daniel Mendedev interesting he's been playing well Don't know how he's going to do. It's always tough with the Australian Open. These guys, these three studs, they always seem to play well in hard court. When it's clay, you always have Nadal. When it's grass, you always think Federer. Australian Open, though, Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic should be the favorite. He's won the thing ah, seven or eight times. He's won the Australian Open. That's his favorite tournament. you look down the list, Alexander Zurev, number 7 seed. He's a young stud. He's going to win a Grand Slam one of these times. He went on that tour with Roger Federer across South America. Cool piece off ESPN Films. He's a stud. Um, Everyone loves Gael Monfils, number 10 seed. He's dancing around. Uh, if you want to go down the list for your first American, John Isner, number 20. John Isner never seems to play that well at the Australian Open. His best tournaments have been the U.S. Open, of course. And then once in a while Wimbledon sucks on clay. John Isner is the top American. Now, you got to remember, American hasn't won a Grand Slam since 2003, U.S. Open, Andy Roddick. So it's been a long time. We're hoping one of these years. But if you want a sleeper, this is where he came on the scene. I'm going to go with number 15, Stan Juan This is where he came on the scene, beat Novak in the Australian Open final, I think it was. He upset him. Then he won another major. I think Stan's got two or three now. I like him as a sleeper, but my pick is Novak Djokovic. It's always fun, he goes on for two weeks from Monday, which would be Sunday night here, all the way to Sunday, which would be a Saturday morning. Or a Sunday morning, technically, but a Saturday night for the final. Usually around 3.30 a.m. It's a good time, Australia Open. I love watching it, because it's so damn cold here, and it's so warm there. It's in Melbourne, Australia. The commercials are cool. <laughs> uh, I love to see Americans. I always root for the Americans. Girls were lucky we got the Williams sisters. Guys, maybe someday until these studs finally call it quits. But they're still at the top of their game. Paul, give me one pick who you like in the men's side.
0: Men's, um, men's. I always, I've always liked the Joker. I like. He girls. loves the
1: Australian.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The girls' side, I don't know. Yes. I mean, it'd be nice to see Wozniacki go out on top, but yep. I don't, I'm like you. I'm like you. I think uh, Naomi Osaka is going to probably going to win, yeah.
1: Serena? No. She does not won since she had the
0: kid. I haven't been a big Serena fan since that blow-up. <laughs> <laughs> not no. going to lie. All right, we're, about, uh, we're running out of time here, Nick, so let's give the people – a little FL1 hoops talk uh, and discussing some stuff around the league. Um, we got the pleasure of calling Geneva and Newark last Friday night. Battle atop the Finger Lakes East.
1: Yeah, they're giving us some really good games. They are, they are.
0: And um, Newark prevailed 1-19. by 19. Um, Or Geneva prevailed. Yeah, Geneva. I you know it's been a long it's been a long Tuesday. It's been a long Tuesday. Either way, um,
1: and how do you pronounce his last name of the head coach for Geneva? Dessering. And I'm pretty sure he <laughs> said that at the game.
0: <laughs> okay. I know your
1: buddy Kevin. There is uh, my man Kevin Gordon. He's, he's
0: ripping you hard, buddy. I like Kevin. He, me and him, me and me and him have a playful banter. <laughs> you went to a casino school. Whoa, hey, like, whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, that's the ring. That's
0: the ring? <laughs> Let's just move away from it for now. But, uh, yeah, Geneva, came, job up, Geneva came up on top. Jagger, Dagger, Kerr. Uh, shot very well. Uh, I'm looking forward to Friday night, but I'll, we'll touch that later. Um, looks like Wayne County looking like lions the way it seems possibly up there. Yeah. Um,
1: Red Jacket's running away with the West.
0: Well, maybe not so fast, but we'll preview reason why a little bit in a minute. Uh, Although I agree, I think Red Jacket probably will win the West. Um, They got a lot of good athletes on that Red Jacket team, like multi-sport good athletes on that team. Yes, they do. Um, Yeah, but out east, uh, if you watched earlier tonight, you saw Waterloo prevail over Newark. Um, so now it's looking maybe like a three-horse race in the east between Wayne, Geneva, and Waterloo. And, uh, Nick, we get, we, get, we get the lucky opportunity of seeing all those teams a lot more down the stretch, at least for us specifically even.
1: Well, I mean, not to jump ahead, Paul, but, uh, yeah, you could say Waterloo is in the mix. But I think next Friday when we're on the call, even though I think it should be TV, but I'm already on radio. <laughs> All right, radio. This next Friday, Wayne at Wayne. It's at Wayne. Yeah, Geneva at Wayne is for the league title. Wow. Yeah, I'm just
0: saying. Well, Waterloo. Geneva's got to get there first. You know what I mean? You're going to
1: call Waterloo on Friday. Let me know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you see anything. I think that next Friday, I think we will be on the call for the Finger Lakes East Championship. All right. Championship.
0: But I yeah, Nick, as you said, F O One Hoops big weekends. I'm calling it a weekend slate of games because Friday is the weekend. Friday night's the weekend. Oh hell yeah! Friday night will be live in the Panther Den in Geneva as the aforementioned Waterloo Indians take on the Geneva Panthers. Uh, big game. We're going live at about seven twenty-five. I get the call with Kevin Sharp. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm sorry to be cheating on you, but uh, <laughs> no, it's all right. But yeah, I'm excited for that game.
1: Uh, I got a game with Dan Shulman that night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Going to be, going to be, I think, a pretty good one. Then again, I've said that about all the games that I think that we've gotten so far, and each game's kind of been a little bit of a blowout, of sense. <laughs> Uh, and then Saturday night, me and you, Nick, will be live on FO on radio. Double header. Double header coaches versus cancer in Bloomfield at the Bomber Barn. The boys are first at 5 o'clock. The Bloomfield Bombers host Honeyoy. And then 7 o'clock, the girls follow. They play Rochester Academy, I believe. I'll double check that. Nick's on it for us. But uh, double header coaches versus cancer. It's... Really cool opportunity that, we're, that me and you get to have, Nick. Um, Nick is furiously typing over there. It's kind of funny if you saw his face just now. Tongue hanging out like Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had something. I had notes for that game. Oh. I don't
0: know. I, I, have... I can't tell you how like, awesome Nick is preparing the notes and looking ahead at these.
1: <laughs> I don't know where it went, but uh, yeah... We have a doubleheader on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the games, getting to know these teams. I mean, you got you got Honeyoy, Bloomfield. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to. I was just looking at the standings. And. I don't know where it went. But. <laughs> I can't forget who's in second place. Is it Bloomfield or honey Oy? I can't remember. Whoever's in se- I, I Rochester for- Academy. Yeah, yeah. It's Rochester the, it's Academy the is the girls' game. Yep. But Bloomfield Honeyoy, I forget who's in second. But who was ever in second lost to the third place team. Yeah, Jim, mm-hmm. Jim
0: just corrected yeah. us.
1: But whoever was in th- who's ever in third place in the Finger Lakes was beat. Who's in second place? So I can't remember if it's Bluefield or Honeyoy, but the third-place team beat them in the first game of the season by five points. And Honeyoy and Bluefield. You do a terrible
0: job at just looking at your phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honeyoy and Bluefield is a huge robbery. Good I'm job. Just, I mean, I'm excited to learn about this rivalry. I'm excited <laughs> to see who we talk to. I'm excited to get a bunch of honey Honeyoy is the
0: second place team, Nick. Yeah,
1: Honeyoy is the second, but Bloomfield beat Honeyoy by five points the first game of the season. I saw
0: that today. All
1: right. So I'm excited to see what Bloomfield does in this game. See if they biggest, can biggest
0: rival Biggest rivalry in the West.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I don't. I think Red Jack is favorite, but I'm just excited, excited to learn.
0: Same. As learning day by day. As am I. As am I, Nick. So, that being said, tune in this weekend. Like I said, big slate of games, big important games. Then on Sunday, make sure you wrap it up. Jim Stenokropi here in the studio for the Upstate Hoops podcast. Uh, wrap it up and get ready for the week ahead even though it might be a little bit of a dull week next week i've i've learned that exam week is next week they've brought back midterms (laughs) so uh midterm week yeah it was a fun week when we were in school i kind of you know (laughs) it was
1: like a finals week in the middle of the year (laughs)
0: yeah anyway this has been the fresh shakes podcast thank you as always for tuning in nick who are you shouting out today Oh, we
1: did our first video podcast on this channel. I'm shouting out Jeremy and Jason Hunt and Matt Lee. Great crew. Jason does a hell of a job setting it up. I mean, I just was sitting there watching him doing it. He did it in like 10 minutes. That was crazy. There's a lot of stuff that evolves into making that video. High school basketball game that you see on here it takes a lot of technology and everything. Shout out Jason, shout out Jeremy, shout out Matt. You guys do a great job, even though we get the fame. <laughs> shout out.
0: I'm going to try and nail the dismount. This is, as I said, the Freshies Podcast for some weeks. If you haven't already, like, share, subscribe, uh, and download the app. Very important to keep yourself up to date with the news going on around here recently and keep you up to date when the games are going live. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.